Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood, Melbourne, and welcome to our podcast. We hope you're blessed by this homily recorded at our Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life, and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. So there were three young boys talking about their dads, as young boys do sometimes. And the first boy says, you know, my dad was asked to write a poem. And when he finished the poem, he got $100 for it. And the second boy said, oh, that's nothing. My dad was asked to write a song. And when he finished the song, he got $1,000 for it. And then little Pete, the third boy, the son of an Anglican minister, he chimes in and he says, well, that's nothing. My dad gets asked to speak at church all the time. And after he speaks, they need eight people to go around and collect all the money. What I want to suggest today is that whether we realise it or not, we, we all have a reference point. We all have something that we base our value on, something that we measure against as a way of gauging how we're going in life. And, and for children, often our, our reference point or their reference point is out there, right? They, they pin their value, their happiness on, on how, they, how they're comparing with those around them, their siblings or whoever. I'm sure we've all uh, seen a child have a meltdown when they haven't got what their sibling uh, ha has got. Thankfully, as we develop into adult, that all changes, doesn't it? We, we stop comparing ourselves to others. Well, at least that's, <laughs> that's the idea, right? <laughs> what I want to suggest today is that one of the greatest tasks of our spiritual journey is to discover our true reference point. That which helps us to understand who we really are and what we're capable of becoming. And that's the hidden invitation of the gospel today. Jesus begins his teaching, as he often does, by saying, the kingdom of heaven is like. Now, when you hear the kingdom, I want you to think uh, not so much of, of a place that you'll arrive at one day, but, but think of, of life in its very fullest. Think of a process of becoming everything that deep down you know you can be. Think of full flourishing. That's the invitation that the gospel, not just today, but every week, is inviting us into. The story begins today with a landowner who is going out to find workers for his vineyard. This was not an uncommon thing at, at the time. What is a little bit odd, though, is that this landowner, he doesn't only go out to find workers, to recruit workers uh, at the usual time, which was 6am or 9am, but he goes back again at midday and then at 3 o'clock and then at 5 o'clock. And anyone that he finds in the marketplace, he, he welcomes into the vineyard, doesn't even interview them. <laughs> now, at this point, we're supposed to be asking a question. We're supposed to be thinking, why, why would 
the owner bother? Why would he bother hiring someone for an hour or, or for three hours? Good question. The answer is that in this story, the landowner represents God. You see, Jesus is using this story to help us to understand something about the nature of God as we've been exploring over the past few weeks. Uh, through this story, Jesus reminds us that God desires union, that God wants to share his life. He, he wants to share his vineyard, uh, his kingdom with every one of us. And there is a place for everyone in the vineyard regardless of how unemployable or how unwanted or how unlovable or how unworthy you may feel, there's a place for you. Jesus also wants to make it clear through this story that, that God always makes the first move towards us, just like the landowner who kept going out and recruiting and inviting people into his vineyard. You see, this story, first and foremost, is, is a way of Jesus saying, hey, don't forget that every good thing that you have in your life is God's gift to you. It's God's initiative. It's God's desire. Everything that you have. This is, first and foremost, a story of grace. And of course, as the story goes on, we see that the, the the workers were, were quite happy with this gift, huh? They were happy to be in the vineyard. They were happy with the pay. They were happy with the work itself. They were happy with the fact that other workers were joining them throughout the day. But then, of course, at pay time, we, we hear about those workers that were there all day and how suddenly their happiness turned bitter. They, they became sour. They, they grumbled, the story says. Now, what changed? Why did they suddenly grumble? Now, the circumstances didn't change. They got paid what they agreed to get paid, what they were happy with at the beginning of the day. But now, suddenly, they were grumbling. What changed was the fact that they looked sideways. That's what changed their attitudes. Comparing their pay with the pay that the other workers received. That's what changed their perspective. Here's the point. When we look to other people as our point of, of, re of our reference point, when we take justice into our own hands and we decide what is right and what is not right, what is fair and what is not fair, we can easily overlook and undervalue the gift that God has given us. You see, any time that uh, we, we compare ourselves with, with, with anyone else, in some way we put limits on ourselves. We allow someone else to dictate our value. How good or how not good we're doing. Ultimately, when we allow someone else to be our reference point, 
we prevent ourselves from discovering who God has created us to be in our own uniqueness. We've got a few young dads in the parish. Uh, many of you would know Prashan, uh, Bible and uh, Edwin Backer. Uh, these guys have got many gifts, but one of their gifts is running. We're all on the same app, right? And so we see each other's times. And uh, these guys inspire me. You know, they're, they're super fast and they inspire me not only to run, but to improve my time, to keep running faster. And, and that's good, isn't it? It's good to have people in our life that inspire us, that, that encourage us to, to grow and to kind of move beyond our comfort zone. But as soon as we allow someone else to determine our value, we set ourselves up for, for frustration and ultimately failure because God has created me to be me and no one else. Deep down, we know that this is true. We know that comparing is not helpful for us. But it can be very difficult to change that way of relating to the world because, you know, that's just how we've, we've always operated. What I want to say today is that it is possible to change. And St Paul shows us today in the second reading the path to freedom. He says, life to me, of course, is Christ. Life to me is Christ. In other words, St. Paul's saying that, look, I've given up looking left and looking right. In all things now, Christ is my reference point. In Christ, I find my life and my value and my strength and my purpose and my peace. Christ is the lens through which I come to understand who I am and my place in the world. Uh, Paul is modelling to us today, and he does right throughout his letters, uh, one of the, the greatest human freedoms, and that is to discover who we are in Christ, to let go of, of our need to compare and to contrast, to allow God to reveal to us uh, who we are uniquely and, and our unique place in this great story. Most of us know that Jesus came to reveal God to us, huh? Jesus is the face of God, but, but sometimes we forget that Jesus also came to reveal to us who we really are. In Colossians, uh, Paul says that, that Christ is the image of the invisible God. In him, all things in heaven and on earth were created. Paul's saying that we were all created in Christ. Therefore, Christ is the only one who truly knows us. Christ is the only one who, can, who has the authority to reveal to us who we are. And, and, and Christ always does that in a way that never limits us, but uh, which actually releases our deepest potential, helps us to appreciate our unique value, because that's what true love does. As we've reflected the past few weeks, uh, love always seeks to bring about the flourishing of the other. And of course, Christ is perfect love. 
when we look to Christ as our, our reference point, he will always help us to, to, uh, to, to uncover and to, and to step into our deepest potential. That's why for, Christ, for, for Paul to live is Christ. His life is Christ. Now, if this is all true, then it goes without saying that the main task, or at least a main task of our life, is to make Christ our reference point. Or we could say, is to learn how to live in Christ. And just in case we think that's kind of like this abstract, out there kind of theory, uh, the saints remind us time and time again that it's possible it's really possible for every one of us. You know, that affirmation, that encouragement, that security, that, that reassurance, uh, that purpose that we're all looking for out there somewhere. It's possible to find that in here through our relationship with Christ. And if this is what we want, then the gospel today reminds us that there is an important shift in us that needs to take place. You see, we need to shift from this attitude of of earning and striving and this idea that we think we know what's best, just like the workers in the vineyard. This this, this attitude of of, of that that we're we're in control, that we are the master of our lives. We, we, We need to shift from those attitudes to an attitude of humbly recognising our dependence, of appreciating that, that everything is God's gift and trusting that, that God is a provider who is unreasonably good, unreasonably faithful and generous and kind as we see in this story in the gospel today. Uh, God is a provider who pays us much more than we deserve. A provider who will only give us what we need to flourish, even if sometimes we don't quite understand it. As we heard in the first reading, God's ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. We mightn't always understand them, but we're invited to trust that God will only give us what we need as unique individuals to flourish. So I want to finish with just a few simple ways that we can make this shift within ourselves, this shift from, from uh, you know, kind of earning and striving and, and being in control to, uh, to recognising our dependence, to allowing God to be our provider. I, I find time and time again that the, the greatest uh, advances in the spiritual life often come to us through the most simple everyday habits. So I just want to give two simple habits today, two simple suggestions. And the first one is to choose Christ. To take a moment every day to make a decision from your heart to choose Christ alone as your reference point. You might simply just repeat the words, Christ alone. Christ alone, regardless of how you may be feeling at the time. Christ alone. Christ is my reference point. He is the one in whom I understand 
my, my deepest self, what it is God has created me for. The second habit is to grow in Christ, to make an effort to grow in Christ, to put habits into your life that help you to live less and less by your own efforts, by your own brilliance, and, and more and more in the grace of Christ. Here at St Benedict's, we're, we're very intentional about helping one another to, to grow in Christ. We've developed a process around it where we're constantly offering opportunities to help us to step into this, this gift of God, this grace of God. And so I want to encourage you to plug in, regardless of where you live. At the moment, we've got small groups and Alpha course and the Bible study course, and we've got people joining us from all over the place, around Australia and even some uh, countries overseas. So I want to encourage you to plug in. You see, God really is like this landowner. God really is constantly inviting us into his life into a, 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 a new experience of flourishing, of, of living in our, our, our potential. Our job is to say yes to that invitation. And the way we do that is by choosing Christ, so making Christ our reference point. So what's one small practical step that you can commit to today in order to choose Christ this week. You can find reflection questions for this homily at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash homily. Thanks for joining us today and have a great week.